We're joined in studio by MEP Grace O'Sullivan. Lovely to have you with us um, on local soil, I suppose, today. How are you, first I'm, of all? Thanks, Edwin. I'm very, very well and it's brilliant to be back in Kilkenny. I just drove over from Wicklow this morning to Kilkenny, so I'm spending the day here. And tell us, what are you doing? Yeah, so I have um, a number of meetings with um, community groups. Um, so I'm meeting the community group, um, the social ecology group in Stonyford. And then I'll be meeting uh, with Declan Rice um, and Martin probably, uh, hopefully will be there too, from the um, Kilkenny Leader Project uh, to hear what they're up to and um, where the EU funding is going into different projects here in Kilkenny. I'll meet SOS Kilkenny, so that's people with intellectual disabilities. Um, and I'll meet Tidy Towns people. Um, so we're going to look at Closh. Um, Closh Truce Garden uh, with uh, Councillor Maria Dollard um, my colleague um, and just uh, generally uh, get out and about around Kilkenny uh, talking, meeting people um, and just hearing what's happening on the ground. Yeah and a lot of excitement um, while you're meeting the leader crew we have five leader projects that are up for a European leader award the voting for the People's Choice finished or closed last Friday so there's huge excitement that those five from one county are among the 120 finalists in that competition. Well the best of luck to Kilkenny then. And a lot going on at ground level are, are, do you think are we doing enough Grace or, or would you like to see people on the ground doing a lot more? Oh I think Ireland is um, generally uh, seen as a uh, very community oriented um we still um t- we still rely very much on uh, members of of the public to get involved in different community efforts i mean tidy towns alone is uh, uh, over the last number of years has become such a huge tribe around the co- uh, the, the counties and both rural and urban centers uh, in ireland doing terrific work but i think also you know just today um I, people will hear on the news about caring and carers um, and i do think uh, uh, as a uh, a care myself through many many years that we uh, need to really focus on giving support to those who care in our communities for elderly for people with disabilities but generally um all of those who commit enormous amounts of time and energy to caring and it's not enough just to give the occasional pat on the back or uh, a little bit of funding here and there there needs to be proper acknowledgement of the level of care and work that, that's been done. Exactly, because, I mean, the care is, uh, you know, from an economical perspective, um, you know, are providing such a, a huge uh, um, job of work um, to the to the society in Ireland. Uh, and to my mind, um, carers need to be uh, supported and remunerated properly for the efforts that they make. I mean, in what other, um, you know, a, a, a business or whatever, would you have people going in and just, uh, you know, on a very low income or in many cases, no income whatsoever uh, and without uh, support and, and, um, and trainings, um, would that be allowed? Uh, so it's really high time 
uh, here in Ireland and indeed across Europe that uh, carers are um, not just acknowledged but that they receive uh, the financial uh, remuneration for their uh, huge uh, effort and just to remember that it's generally members of the family that uh, become the the carers and in fact um, from an again an economic perspective often people have to leave the workplace uh, so they become part time or whatever in order to provide care duties in the home um, and that uh, has to be um, it has to be acknowledged in uh, financial terms as well. And very little opportunities for respite too and unfortunately when the primary primary carer takes ill or is pushed so far to exhaustion if that support system for the person who needs that assistance fails, what happens? Yeah, you've no idea. The uh, respite is crucial for families and for carers. And um, there is, to my mind, absolutely not enough. And um, there has to be more uh, respite, and there has to be respite uh, uh, offered and delivered when the carer needs it. So not just when the the different um, respite uh, centres have a place available. So generally a family will get uh, uh, two weekends and a week a year respite. Um, it really, really isn't enough. The uh, caring duties are 24-7 in many cases. Some are extremely complex. So you're dealing with people with really... Um, you know, severe intellectual disability or physical disability. And we, you know, talk about uh, being, you know, um, a society that wants equality and equal rights for all all people in our constitution and but we need to see that enacted um in in the sports and in uh, financial remuneration and and every skills training or every level so that we do work towards a, a like a, a fair and a balanced um uh yes uh, place for for families uh, with um, caring duties in the house uh, and beyond and also you know uh, I mean you have um, a whole um, number of services available um, you know where uh, people come in to care for uh, a member of the family and you know it's hard because uh, the the person needing the care has to build up a relationship with that person has to build up trust with that person so the services has to uh, to my mind wrap around the individual um, who uh, needs the care um, and then have streams of support mechanisms um, just to make it a level playing field and acknowledge that equality uh, that that we're really working on a pathway for that and the other thing just lastly um, is that you know we are in a relatively wealthy economy here in Ireland you know we've f- nearly full employment um, so we need to make sure that the, the there's fair distribution of that wealth um, and particularly the, that it goes to uh, people and families and carers with vulnerabilities. Well, going from care in the home and and within the family to um, something of an international situation, uh, Gaza and what's going on there. um, What's your take on things and and where do we go from where we're at at the moment? Yeah, well, look, uh, the situation is atrocious um, at the moment. It's brutal. Um, I went to um, the the West Bank last February as a member of the delegation for relations with Palestine from the European Union. And already um, I was shocked at the 
um, level of discrimination or what Amnesty International called apartheid between the uh, Israeli and Palestinian people. Uh, We met uh, Palestinian civil society and Israelis and um, who um, uh, there's one particular group breaking the silence who um, uh, work they're Israelis themselves they were soldiers they see the uh, discrimination and are working now to uh, try to build relations uh, with uh, Israel and Palestine to work towards a two-state solution but like we saw the settlements you know the settlers who have gone in and literally displaced Palestinian families like when I say displaced, I mean forced them out. Um, so quite cruel, in fact. So when the um, uh, when the uh, uh, horrific attack, Hamas attack on the seventh of October took place, um, you know, it, it it was just I think such like a shock for everyone to realise, um, you know, just the brutal killing of civilians, uh, innocent people, children. Uh, uh, women, older people, uh, and then the taking of the hostages. Um, and uh, what we see now is, a, a, you know, we see the uh, revenge attack um, on um, the Palestinian people. So it's not a targeted attack by any means um, uh, on Hamas. So it, it's really, um, you know, it's the... Again, it's it's the civilians, and we're thousands and thousands who are being brutally uh, caught up and and killed um, uh, in these attacks, and it doesn't seem to be ending. And that's the problem. We're coming up to Christmas. It's winter time in Palestine. It, uh, so it's it's really in the Gaza Strip. It's such a, a narrow strip. It's such already. It was densely populated. So. Uh, I feel that, you know, uh, our government um, uh, and the Irish people have been, uh, by and large, uh, consistent over the years in terms of our support for uh, Palestinian people. Um, And uh, um, I think we have an opportunity here to keep pushing uh, our messaging, but we need to, to do it in uh, with the view of some kind of a peace settlement. And... Uh, when I was there in uh, the West Bank and East Jerusalem in February, like I felt that the whole talks on a solution, so this two-state solution, um, a balancing so that the, this, the state of Israel and the state of, of Palestine, and then on that uh, level you can start some kind of progress, uh, peace talks, where both um, will be able to uh, live in some kind of uh, a peaceful way, um, I, I, or even even a tolerating, just for the moment, you know. But we just seem to be a long way off from that. I mean, the talk of um, uh, Netanyahu this morning again was it was a crushing. The language being used brutal, like it. It's just that the, there's going to be no let up. So I feel that the United Nations has a role to play. Uh, Europe has had fudged its way along. Um, finally, um, the the Vice President Joseph Borrell is starting to um, to uh, recognise that that Europe actually has to be braver um, and has to uh, have a role. Um, and we can, um, you know, there's uh, we can uh, negotiate with the US to try to get. Uh, better relations um, uh, that the US and Europe would work together to try to to work towards some kind of uh, a peaceful solution.
Yeah, because we're we're in a situation where nobody's winning. There is no victor in this. There's just loss. There's devastation. There are horrific scenes, um, circumstances um, that that we're seeing. And and I know I was watching um, a mother online of one of the hostages. She doesn't know if her son is dead, if he's alive, if he's injured and not being looked after. And and her plea was, where is the world? Yeah. Are, you know, wh- what can we do? Like the surely for those of us on the ground, yeah. we have this simplistic you know, surely somebody can sway in yeah. and fix this or yeah. sort this. I mean, are we doing enough? Well, that's where, you know, I think that um, um, the United States will uh, play a big role in terms of, of, of some kind of a peaceful solution. And I think this is where Ireland can try to um, ramp up our relations with uh, the Biden administration and that we can also leverage our position within the European Union to try uh, to get like a, a, a global response um, uh, because th- it seems that, you know, we're, there are different conventions um, in place that a, a international conventions that could be leveraged to try to put pressure on um, the uh, on Hamas and uh, Israel. Uh, but the big quite the big ask for now is that we get a ceasefire on both sides and then we stop. We get a stop to the war because we had the humanitarian pause. Um, it gave a bit of respite. Uh, it, people started to 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 almost seek uh, the opportunity to go back home, but the poems aren't there. So it's going to take uh, more than just humanitarian aid. It's going to take um, it's going to take a big international uh, pressure to bear down heavily on um, the Israeli government and also uh, on Hamas to firstly get the ceasefire, release the hostages and try to find some kind of an end to what is happening at the moment. Okay, I'm conscious you have appointments, um, so we don't want to keep you too much longer. But I have to ask you, you've been doing a lot of work on the packaging and packaging waste regulation and the nature restoration law. Do you want to give us an overview of that? Yes. So so packaging waste, um, I suppose all of us, if you look around your kitchen or your living room or wherever you are at the moment, um, you'll see that there's waste packaging somewhere, accumulation of waste. So in the European Union of 27 member states, 450. 50 million citizens, we see that the the waste mountain is growing and it's growing and companies are buying into this. So they're producing more packaging and very complex packaging. So plastic and paper attached together and tea bags, um, you know, that are glued and um, uh, can't be recycled. So what we did over the last number of years, uh, last, yeah, number of years, actually, whilst I've been in the European uh, Parliament, um, we started to um, uh, to work towards reducing that waste uh, using legislation. And we have an aim to uh, increase uh, decrease packaging waste by 15% by 2040. But also here in Ireland, we're already seeing it happening. We're going to have the uh, deposit return scheme for beer and spirits. We have a ban uh, in the legislation on what they call forever chemicals. So they spray chemicals on the packaging to stop the food leaking. So fatty foods leaking through the the um, the material. And these chemicals are... Uh, a risk to public health. So we're going to get a ban on those. We're stopping the polystyrene, you know, the, sorry, polystyrene. It's that bubbly 
uh, white material because it ends up everywhere. So there will be a ban on that in terms of packaging, uh, filling um, uh, boxes and that. And so more uh, recycle, uh, more uh, of things like, um, you know, plastic bags being compostable uh, and that we think about the resource use for every piece of packaging material that's there. And then we um, we have a, a limit in terms of uh, what resources are available. Um, but that we, um, you know, and that industry, manufacturers, producers start to uh, reduce the amount of superfluous, unnecessary packaging so we can turn it, the, waste, the waste, turn uh, the increase uh, in the other direction to a decrease. And hopefully that all moves uh, pr- pretty swiftly. You are running for election again? I'm running for election again. I've put myself forward because I do feel uh, the last five years have been an incredible experience. I had three years as a Shanador, as a senator, um, and I think the, the experience I've gained uh, would be of huge use uh, to my constituents uh for another five years so I'm going to go for again it's tough it's a tough gig I'll tell you on family there's no doubt about it a lot of travel uh, which uh, isn't great for the environment uh, or one's own health uh, because our workplace is in Brussels and Strasbourg but I feel that I've achieved a lot over the five years particularly in the area of nature environment um, reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions so all the key areas that for me uh, if anyone looks back in my history will see that you know I've been a, an activist an environmental and a social activist for many many years so I just want to continue on that pathway and hopefully I will get the support of people behind me Okay and we look forward to continuing to follow you on that journey MEP Grace O'Sullivan thanks for joining us Thank you Edwina Thank you